Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to week 26, 27 of the weekday. We even tried it twice. I know. Was, uh, yeah. I had a I had barbecue for lunch, and I'm feeling uh, a little... Yeah, you, you do feel a little sleepy. I, I did, I'm not sleepy. I just, yeah. like, I'm in that zone of, um, like, a, a cow that has eaten a lot that's just kind of grazing. Like, I'm not chewing my cud. I'm just kind of, like, I'm, I'm just moseying right I, i'm uh, i'm just enjoying just the old today would have been a good day for a siesta let's put it that sure. way yeah, no, uh, you're sleepy i get it it's yeah i'm but i'm not like tired or anything like you i had it you got the meat sweats or the meat sleeps i've both i like the meat sleeps it's both yeah. it's florida it's it's the first 77 degree day we've had all year yeah. so it's it is hey thanks for joining us wherever you're joining us if you're on uh, spotify streaming us or if you are listening on apple podcasts <laughs> uh or if you're watching this on youtube or on facebook thanks for joining us and if you are watching us uh in in one of our video platforms do us a favor and just jump into the comments and let us know that you're watching and just say hey give us a thumbs up emoji because you appreciate uh what we do here at bay hope tv right absolutely yeah yeah because it's so push the thumbs up button or push the thumbs up button. Yeah, I was saying on Facebook. I know, but like that's a nat- that's a natural segue. I know, and to say like, hey, smash that thumbs up button. I know, but I'm trying to get away from smash that thumbs up button. I like, it's okay. just become part of the zeitgeist. Yeah, and- but like it's a thing. It's a thing. You know, it's a good. Re- I I like it when people remind me sometimes of the to people. smash thumbs up. It was just like the people that I like. You know, like I know everyone's gonna say it, but there's only a few people I like on YouTube, and I was like, oh yeah, I remember. Just gotta gotta hit that thumbs up. Do you do you so, like it when YouTube people tell you that, hey, thirty eight percent of you aren't subscribed, so hit the, <laughs> subscribe to me? No, I don't listen to those people. Those are not the people that I listen to. Okay, so. you're you're smart or, or watch. One of the yes. guys I watch, he's a fitness guy, and he drives me kind of nuts, but I just like to laugh at him. Yeah, he repeatedly will say, sixty six percent of you are not subscribed. What are you doing? Hit the subscribe button. It's like, man, I'm. I guess I'm paying your bills. Now. I have one of the guys that I watch. His name's Joe Scott, and I really like him. He he does like these cool topics. You know, like a lot of them are sort of about physics or yeah. You know, like is he the Kerbal guy? No, that's okay. a, that's, that's some other people. But he um he's he has patreon or whatever and he's of the people that subscribe to his patreon over he goes like his whole end thing is like you know shouting out their names or whatever but he's always like all right let me murder some names here and he, <laughs> <laughs> he just like he knows he's gonna say them wrong I'm like all right time to murder some names that's here we go. really yeah. good joe twicklick yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right hey joe twicklick yeah. thanks for watching we appreciate you no and if you're also uh if you are listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts, you can actually hit follow the little heart icon on uh, Bayho TV if you're on the web player yeah and actually I don't know what it is on the the, the Spotify player on your phone is there a follow button yeah for, it just says follow uh-huh. for podcast mm-hmm. there is yeah okay cool because I just uh, I'm I'm subscribed to it so yeah. I just mm-hmm. I don't know yeah do us a favor and hit follow on that obviously if you're listening on Apple you've already subscribed to us but uh, you can actually listen to podcasts without subscribing on Spotify that's a mystery to me you can do that on on uh, Apple yeah too. but it's like single yeah it's hard to do yeah, yeah. You, you have to manually uh-huh. download yeah. each thing so yeah. technology man we're we're doing it <laughs> we're we are trying. we're we're doing the thing so uh yeah we just want to get word of the weekday out to the rest of the world because we are the number one church podcast number one behind the scenes church podcast in called the weekday called the weekday yeah, in sure. all that records on a tuesday that releases on a wednesday that has ever been released yeah uh, i mean i think that's bar none that's us I think so. Cool. Um, so today we wanted to get into what we talked about this last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been in this series, Holy Roar. 
right there. Again, I'll put it in front of my face. There it is. Um, and Holy Roar is a seven words that will change the way you worship. Uh, Did you just come up with that? I just came up yeah. with that. That's my <laughs> tagline. You're welcome. Uh, thanks to Chris Tomlin and Darren Whitehead. I think it's funny that Darren Whitehead wrote most of the book and they, they put Chris Tomlin's name first. I think it's because the name recognition. Yeah. Because be I didn't it. know who Darren Whitehead was until oh, I yeah. read this book. Yeah. I'm we sure did, I've heard we the did name. A, we did a camp with him a while ago. With Chris or Darren? No, uh, Darren Whitehead. And we did a student life camp. And he's he's great, great speaker. Oh, he's a speaker. He's mm-hmm. not a musician. No, no. He, he's a uh, pastor. Is he Australian? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I think he made reference to it somewhere uh-huh. in here. Yeah, like towards the beginning. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why. Um, but yeah, so this last week, we actually did this word halal. 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 Uh, H-A-L-A-L. Uh, and by by this past week we did it, I mean, Pastor Matthew talked about it from the platform, right. and the worship team actually did the halaling. <laughs> I don't know how to... I don't know how to... I like that. Halaling. Yeah. They did the halaling from the platform, and then... Elsewhere as what well. What are those food carts in New York City? Halal. So I wanted to get to that. Okay. I did want to right. get to that. That's part oh. of what I wanted to get oh, to. Oh, great. We'll get there in a second. Um, but well, that's hal- a tease then. It is. Yeah, it is. Halal, halal, um, it specifically refers to the act of praise. Let me see. Halal, to boast, to rave, to shine, to, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. When I, when I just now read that, to rave, I went, oh, like the dance. Mm. I get it. Because Chris Tomlin actually talks about the song God's Great Dance Floor. Yep. I get it. Yeah. It's all kind of coming get together it? right now. To raise. Um, and the scripture kind of passages, let them praise, halal, his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp, Psalm 149.3. I pulled up uh, from Lexicon Concordance. Uh, halal means to shine or flash brightly, boast, to praise, to act like a fool or madman. Mm. It's great. Uh, Halal is actually used. I got a, that on lockdown. Uh, yeah. Acting like a madman. <laughs> yeah. Matthew kept making fun of me and calling me um, clamorously foolish. Mm. Yeah, all day, which I I, I don't. Appreciate. I like that because it's it's like a it's a proper insult. Clamor, you, know? you clamorously foolish. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. That doesn't yeah. have. It's not like a four letter word. Like no. it takes a lot of four letter words yeah. to get to something bad there. <laughs> Um, but it's used 165 times in the Old Testament, which I think is interesting that this is the second one we did. Um, and not the first one. And not the first one we did. It's actually used more times than yada, yeah. which means to extend the hands or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, and it's usually translated as praise. Um, so I don't know. It's also the root for hallelujah, mm-hmm. which we all know hallelujah. Right. Are you a hallelujah or an hallelujah? That's a good question. Never really gotten into your doctrinal differences Prob- on that. Probably hallelujah. Okay. Uh, I know that there are some songs with hallelujah. I think, and we're doing one this weekend, On East Day, which is, is hallelujah, yeah. not hallelujah. Is that just for song, though? Just to like, so it doesn't get that. <laughs> yeah, I think if I were to like say it, it would be hallelujah. It would, but I, in certain, so I don't, you know what, though, that's something I go either way on. I'm cool with it. You know, unless there is like a specific difference in the two, which I don't think there is. Okay. It's just a transliteration, right? Uh, uh, yeah, it's probably like an English, yeah. an English to right. Greek or an English mm-hmm. to German. I think German probably, I would assume. Okay. Cool. Uh, I, don't, I don't feel like looking that up right now. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> so what it, basically what halal is, and I'll give you just the quick synopsis. It's the dancing in praise and exuberance. Yeah. So there's two things I want to talk about. Three, technically. First off, we already got to. Uh, number one, the halal food carts. Right. So, I didn't know this. Okay. 
It's actually spelled H-A-L-A-L, the halal food carts. It is. It is. I thought maybe it was an E-L. No, because I I was having a conversation with um, somebody on Sunday in Facebook Messenger, part of our online campus, who messaged me and said, wait a minute, isn't halal the food cart? Isn't it H-A-L-E-L? Yeah. And then he sent me some scripture or some references to all this other stuff, some extra biblical stuff, and I went... So is this book wrong? Yeah. Like, are we are we exposing a dirty secret here? <laughs> like, are we getting to the Where bottom of something? Where are the editors? But it's a scandal. It is, but it's also that's another transliteration. Mm. The A L and the E L in English it doesn't make a whole host of difference. I get in you. in Hebrew and Aramaic, yeah, it does. It does because E L is like God. E L right? is God. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and so the hall it's the shouting to God, shining for God. Okay, but for us it doesn't make a whole okay. hill of beans. So it could so, be A L or E L. Yeah, and I matter. and I think what I chalk it up to is like Australian spell color with the O U C O L O U R. It's that type of thing. Yeah. Okay. So that's first. So second, in your own life, how do you halal in praise? <laughs> Because we're going to get to the third part in a minute, which is lament, but oh. pray. That's also another tease. But the first part is praise. Like, what do you do practically? I was talking with um, David Alonzo, our creative director yes. here. I know him. Um, know him very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were talking about this, and I said, Pastor Matthew did a great job of, he always does a great job. He did a great job of giving us the 30,000-foot view, but not really the... Uh, that's a good yawn there. He stifled it. Hey, come yeah, on. camera shot was off I know, you. That's so I was trying to... <laughs> this good. is why we do a three-camera shot. Thank you, so thank I can, you, Justin. <laughs> so I can take a yawn, <laughs> all right? Justin behind the wheels of steel good, back yeah, there. Um, but he he did a great job of kind of giving us the full, the full picture. But th- I think there's a practical application that we can take away from that in all of our lives. So like for you, what's the practical application of halal? It's, uh, it's a really good question. You know what's funny is I feel like celebration is a discipline. And do they talk about that in the book? Um, no. Uh, what, do you, what do you mean by that? Um, like you have to practice practice celebrating? Yeah. Like I, I feel like it's almost like when you listen to like, you know, a high school kid comes up to you and says like, oh, I wrote a song. And like, you know, 99 times out of 100 it's going to be about some heartbreak or some, you know, like super melodramatic song about some experience oh, yeah. that they've had. It's never about like something happy and good. Um, yeah. And so like, I and I remember distinctively, like we used to have this prayer group on Wednesday mornings and Lynn Fukutani, who's like our curriculum, just Bible scholar nerd. here. Yeah. At the... Uh, Matthew called her Bible nerd. <laughs> Matthew called her a Bible nerd, not me. Uh, and... Um, we were talking, and I was like, why is it so hard? It feels so hard to, like, actually celebrate something. And she, she sort of was like, yeah, it's like a, it's a discipline. Hmm. Um, and Is that cultural? Like, because we are a cynical mm. culture overall? You know, I don't know. Or has that been through history? I think that there's just, there's something about the, when you get happy, and even as David Alonzo has been saying, like, silly goose time, um, <laughs> you know, like... It's there's something about like the clamorously foolish thing that is, you know, that it, I, I feel like we are we want to be so put together, like we're so worried about the outward mm. appearance that like we stifle a lot of the expressive joy that maybe mm. we should have. Um, we like restrict it, and so all that to say, I don't know how like I. 
I feel like it's it's just it's a totally different thing. These a lot of these questions, I don't know of how much they apply to the normal person, the normal person coming in on a Sunday morning or watching online because like I get to play the music. So like I feel yeah, but you didn't this Sunday. Mm, no, that's true. That's why I'm asking. Like yeah. you were in the congregation right. this Sunday. I don't. I'm not a guy that likes. I will jump around. Okay, but even still, though, like I know what it feels like to, to play. Be up to, there on yeah, the platform. To, to play okay. the music and have that sort of be like this motivating factor to sure. me. Like I feel like when I'm playing music, I'm I'm authentically myself. Like I don't try to squash anything necessarily. I don't okay. want to look weird for weird sake. Um, but I also. Like I, I I like the the music to move me. So like I'll I'll clap, I'll I'll dance back and forth or like, you know, sway back and forth, I'll sing along, like and I sing loud, like I don't care. Um uh, Okay, take it to your wife's perspective then. Yeah. She's not a musician. Right. Um she isn't technically that expressive. Not that I've ever seen in yeah. worship. Now maybe that's because she's always got a kid with her. Yeah. Um, I guess, you know, like a cultural thing is a that's that might be something funny to look at you yeah. know i don't know how much how much does cultural representation or whatever how much does that play into it you well know? I, was, I was talking with um another, nature nurture type thing well yeah uh we were on another one of our podcasts slash live events yesterday uh called kicking it with matthew mm-hmm. um and matthew and i kicked it uh <laughs> he he kicked it and i just kind of kicking what specifically we uh, know. It. uh yeah, yeah, it but he talked about the fact that uh with worship uh, oh, I got another. In general, you got another one? Yeah, cool. I got another thing. Do you want to go? No, no, go for it. Okay. Um, he talked about with worship in general, he said that, um, and, and like physical affection and kind of outward displays of emotion, yeah. the most outwardly displaying and most physically affectionate, one of the f- most physically affectionate countries in the world is like Italy and right. Puerto Rico uh-huh, yeah. and, you know, like um, some Latin American, mm-hmm. more romance cultures. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, romance languages, not like "Hey, baby, romance." <laughs> and then uh, the least affectionate country in the world is Great Britain, followed closely by the United States. Sure. So it's kind of that uh, like I Anglo-Saxon. Yeah, I said it was yeah. kind of the puritanical. Mm-hmm. Like that's that. It's that very much the put yourself up by your bootstraps. Don't talk to me. I right. got a lot of work to do. Type yeah. thing. So I think there is a cultural thing because Matthew was talking about. Um, on Sunday, he talked about going to Tanzania, and right. they raised enough money to do like a very minimal, minuscule <laughs> thing, and yeah. and there was where they just, still had to work and make bricks right. to like build this thing, right? Like, but like someone else is doing it for exactly. Them. Yeah. But it was this over like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, God, you provided yeah. thing. And meanwhile, we have we have ninety five percent of the world's wealth in the United yeah. States, mm-hmm. or ninety percent of the world's wealth, whatever it is right. in the United States, and we don't see fit to yeah. do that. Well, that's that's what I was just going to say. Like the thing that Pastor Matthew brought up on Sunday was. Uh, our desire, sorry, our need for God um, never supersedes our desire for God. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, and so just, it, we, we are in a very unique state in all of human history where like- <laughs> I thought you were going to talk about Florida. It's like, yeah, we are oh. in a unique state. <laughs> Florida man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're in a very unique time in all of human history where like, all of our needs for the most part are provided for. And like we're, and obviously there's, mm. there's a lot of people who suffer. There's a lot of people who don't have everything they need taken care of. Um, and that's super unfortunate and people shouldn't be in that position. But like for the most part, a lot of Americans, especially even people in the Western culture, even Eastern culture for that matter, but we, we could pretty much go throughout our entire day, not think about God, um, not understand the role that God plays in our life, hmm. 
And, and then when we get to a moment to celebrate what God has done, like, what are we going to celebrate? Yeah. Like that's, I did all this myself or, Hmm. um, like this has been this way since I was born and my parents had everything too. And like they, their parents pretty much had everything too. You know, like it's just this, our, we don't feel like we need God. And so I, you, you know, you go to those countries that really feel like they need yep, God and like rely on you him. see some like genuine expressions of, um, celebration and, and of lament too. But like, uh, I, I do think when we're, when we're like, if we were, if we allowed ourselves to be a little more raw, um, we would, you know, see maybe a more genuine expression of who God is. So take a step back then you said lament so that was kind of the third place i wanted mm-hmm. to go to yeah. was um towards the end of pastor matthew's message again you can catch all this at youtube.com slash bayhope church uh bayhope.tv and on our facebook any of our real socials uh as well he made a turn towards lament and you made mention of the fact that it was like a, a an abrupt turn but not not abrupt like throwing you towards the side yeah. but almost like it seemed like it was story time with Pastor Matthew, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he like hit you hard, and yeah. you went, "Oh, that doesn't feel good." Right? How do you halal? Mm-hmm. How do you do that again, practically, in lament? Yeah. Because like we all have, I was listening to um, a sports podcast this morning, uh, Dan Patrick, yeah, and he was talking about Texas and specifically the flood, and like we, if you're part of our online campus Facebook group, you know we've been praying for Texas and like taking prayer requests and all that. So we're still praying for everybody there. Like that super sucks. Yeah. Um, and we super want to help. Uh, but he was saying, you know, we all have that thing in our lives and he, he was relating it to, he was in New York at the time of nine 11. He had a brother that was in the top, one of the towers, mm. all these things. Wow. And he said, most of us in the United States have one of those things. Yeah. And so how, if we have one of those things, how do we, how do we apply what sounds like celebration language of halal right. to the lament. Yeah. I think that there's, there's something interesting that suffering does to us. Um, and, you know, I think a lot about, I say, I talk about this a lot because it's a pretty defining moment for me, but like when our mom died, mm-hmm. um, you know, like there was horrible, like the worst thing I've ever had to go through. And yet, like I felt closer to God because of the community around us, mm-hmm. because of the church around us, because of like these moments that felt so just like etched into who I am now, you know, like they were these, it felt like, especially towards the end of mom's life, it felt like every moment we had was like sacred. Mm-hmm. Um, even when she was in hospice, it just, it felt like there was a sacred space and, and she was like, unresponsive, you know, like it just, and like from the outside, you're looking like this is horrible. And yet like in the suffering in like those really trying times, like that's where we can actually identify with Jesus. Like we, Jesus went to the cross, like he suffered, um, you know, like there is, there is some, there's a transformational power that happens in those moments. Mm. Um, and because of the hope that we have, you know, like we know for a fact that even though this might be the worst thing that we could experience uh, right now, we know that it's not the last thing that we will experience. Um, mm. And so I remember at her, the celebration of life, like you, me, Melissa, like, and, and a couple of us, Zach, you know, a, a couple other of us, like we stood on the platform and we sang worship songs um, as a way to like, like truly 
celebrate who God was in the midst of like the most, the hardest time that we had been going through. Um, And like we, we were using praise as almost this like um, defiance. You know, we we are going to stake our claim in defiance of the death that we see that our God is who he says he is and he is worthy to be praised. Yeah, it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition. It's celebration in the midst mm-hmm. of yeah. heartache. Yeah. And like there although, you know, how she died was tragic. Like there there are far more tragic things <laughs> um that have happened to people that do happen to people. Yes. You know, and so if we want to compare tragedies, like I don't I don't want to get on that bandwagon <laughs> or whatever, but and like in in our ex- in our personal experience going through that because that's a shared experience between you and me. Like I felt like it bonded our family together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like our mom is still very much alive in how we love each other. Yes. Um, and that was, and like, she was an incredible woman and like that deserves to be celebrated, you know? And like the fact that God al- not allowed that to happen, but like the fact that God was in our midst, even, even through these tragic circumstances, like there really is reason to celebrate. Mm-hmm. Like there, it is, it was like, it was a, it was a merciful thing that she ended up dying because of like the situation and cancer you know just completely robs people of life um so like death at that point honestly wasn't the worst thing in the world but like obviously knowing we're not going to have her here around us at the moment um but i i don't know like that's i didn't have pr- problem celebrating god at the celebration of life service sure. like i didn't and uh, that's a super strange thing you know well, and it, it drives tragedy and things to have a tendency to drive people away from faith. Yeah. Instead of, well, let me let me rephrase that. If they're teetering on the edge of their faith already, yeah. it has a tendency to just boot them out the door. Right. But for those that are already taking a step in, 99 times out of 100, at least from my pastoral experience, what I've yeah. seen is it drives people just like that was. Right. Closer to their loved ones, also closer to the Lord yeah. who loves them. Well, and like... Um Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I, Kristen and I went and saw Rob Bell um, uh, two years ago now. And um, I know that there's a lot of weird things about Rob Bell that people don't like, but like, I don't care. I really like him. And I think that uh, a lot of what he has to say is really good. Uh, and if anything, like it's artful and creative. Yeah. And like it's a... Yeah, for the sheer performance aspect of it, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. And so he did this, his whole tour was called An Introduction to Joy. And so he actually, like his whole thing was based on Ecclesiastes and... Um, you know, how like there's a season to everything hmm. and, um, you know, like basically we're just chasing after the wind kind of thing. Hmm. Uh, but he, what he was saying is like for you to experience what God has for you, you cannot go around whatever like he has for you. You have to lean in and go through it yep. because the joy and the whatever is, is on the opposite side of that. And so like it was this whole idea of like death is not the end, like it's just the beginning because on the other side of that, like we find the truest sense of like what God can have for us. Hmm. Um, and so like, I think even in, in that aspect, like lamenting and, 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 and Pastor Matthew mentioned it too, like we, you can see Psalm 22 is a great example of yep. a lament that like starts out like, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Um, and then it goes on to say that like, like just the, honestly, like two verses later, it says, "But the praises of your like you are enthroned on the praises of you your people." The thro- the praises and, they, of your people. and it's like in in a in a four verse 
swing at the very beginning of like a of something that Jesus cried out on the cross about. Like that was one of his last words as like a human like you and me. Mm. Um, he quoted Psalm 22, but then like, you know, then you have verse three and four. Yeah. Uh, so you have verse one and two, but you also have verse three and four. So like there's something about like the language of lament that like God is intensely close to us. You yeah. know, in the midst of. Well, and I think it's funny. I'm reading a book right now by this guy Larry Osborne, and it's called "The Contrarian's Guide to God," mm-hmm. and it's a it's a weird book. Um, I don't necessarily agree with some of it, but like yeah. Larry Osborne's cool. Right. He he was ta- I was reading this morning about David actually, and not necessarily about lament, but how David is propped up uh, as this like superman of God, and like uh-huh. we all should be like David. Yeah. And then when you actually look at David's life, like oh. he kind of sucked. He's a, he was a terrible, like honestly, he was a bad person. Like he was a he was not someone I would really wanted to be around. Nope, he was <laughs> super over the top about everything, yeah. good and bad. Mm-hmm. And he did some bad things. Yeah. And, but the reason that he gets called a man after God's own heart is because of the zeal that he yeah. praises with. Yeah, and all the other stuff. Like you want to talk about forgiveness, and you want to talk about praising and lament. All of the, look at Psalm 51. Yeah. Psalm 51 is after he literally murdered somebody, uh-huh. cheated on his own whatever, yeah. had a kid out of wedlock. God killed the kid, yeah. and he he sat there for seven days in ashes and basically wrote Psalm 51. Yeah. And Psalm 51 is this this like tent pole of lament that we always talk about mm-hmm. and praising in the middle of all of that. And and yet he's called a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And like. That's insane to me, yeah. but it's awesome. It's really funny. Like the whole the whole arc of David, I think it's super interesting how we never talk about like we'll 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 get to Bathsheba and Uriah and we read quickly through it. <laughs> and then we never see like the other side of all of that stuff. And like it is the downfall of Israel. Israel. Yep. Solomon comes from Bathsheba. Yeah. And and so and then Solomon was around, but like you could argue Solomon was not like a great king. Oh no. Um <laughs> and Maybe even he though, started it. And then the, even at, though he was like the most the wisest man of all time or whatever, like, I don't know, you read some of the stuff and it's like, I don't know. Uh but like David ruined it. Like David he he propped it up and like was able to do some pretty incredible things and was and was obedient to who God called him to be. Um, and some of the stories are, are really great, but then you, as you know, the pride and the power like start to deteriorate his integrity and then like the stuff with Absalom, the son yep. and like, I mean, his family is in ruins and like, and, and I think that story is so interesting when like he, he's fasting and he's praying, he's throwing ashes on his head so that his one son that God said, like, I'm going to take his life because like, you've been unfaithful, you've been disobedient. And so he's praying, 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 like calling out to God. And then the son dies, he goes in the morning and then he's just like, all right, we're good. Well, like, let's just, I really screwed up. Yeah. And like, I think that there's in, within the story, you know, like, I feel like the reason he's a man after God is yes, because of the zeal, the zeal he has, but also like he does show humility. Yes. In the when he is actually confronted, like he's a bonehead about a lot of this stuff, um, and like natural consequences happen because of decisions you make. However, it does not affect when he is confronted to become humble, to humble himself before the Lord. He still does that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we could talk for a day. I could. We could talk about the Bathsheba yeah, story know, for a little bit. Like that's fine. Yeah. But like Bathsheba, what might not have been her name? Right. That yeah, was a, it was, was a term for uh-huh. something else. Anyway, yeah. that's a that's a huge long story. That's a, should, it's a it's a honestly it's a really fascinating story. It's fascinating that we and don't talk about very much. And it's also 
honestly very culturally applicable right now mm. in not in cancel culture but in the culture of we need to kind of regulate how certain sexes are treated uh and there's a there's a whole kind of rape aspect that we don't ever oh, talk about yeah totally we, we don't ever talk about rape in that well and it's you're right you're right because like it, it put her in a very awkward position uh yeah unfortunate and he took advantage of Bathsheba like yep. that was it's a if you really dig down deep into the meanings behind all of the stuff that's actually written, like it is a despicable story. Correct. And, um, and you're right. At the, at the end, the humility shown by it is uh, like, what is what's uh, what does it say in Romans? Like where sin increased, grace increased all the more. Yeah. Like that's that's it's the a, story of David. It's a very and like I I guess I can see why people don't try to tackle it very much because it's very conflicting. Oh yeah. Um, and obviously you don't talk about that in Sunday school with no. kids and everything. And obviously you're not going to talk about that from you a know. platform. Yeah, I, it's difficult. But like it's it's a very interesting. And then yet he was still a man after God's own yeah. heart. Yeah. Like how does that work? Yeah. <laughs> We'll get into that at some other time. We should probably wrap up the weekday yeah. right now. Hey, uh, before we go, real quick, uh, you, the wor- Bay Hope Worship is putting out new songs every single week for the next... Five, four weeks. Well, four weeks. Yeah. We've already done one. So yeah. what was the first song? Uh, Freedom. Freedom yeah. from Common Ground, right? Uh-huh. So yeah. if you hadn't watched any of our stuff from Common Ground, uh, you can check that out at bayhope.com slash... Or youtube.com slash bayhopechurch or bayhope.tv. You can check out Common Ground. It was this series that we did here. It's on Bay Hope Worship as well. YouTube.com slash Bay Hope Worship. Yeah, it's on all three. Um, It was a series we did with um, a number of worship leaders of different races and ethnicities from around this area and really across the state. Um, The worship team, Mike and the entire team kind of designed and actually wrote a song. I got completed the song. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, for that. There's there's two. uh, By Your Stripes is one Ethan wrote. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah. I didn't know that. There's two that he wrote. Or there's two that we all kind of wrote. Cool. Yeah. It's all kind of fresh new stuff and we're putting that out. Um, So be looking for that stuff in your socials. Please share all that stuff as well. So Freedom was last week. What's next week? This week is Goodness of God. Goodness of God um, with our very own Melissa Minor. Yep. So yeah, that's going to be on all streaming platforms and everywhere you get your music uh, and all of our social yeah. media. So make sure you share all that stuff uh, and make sure you're sharing these this podcast too. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really just kind of want to increase the community and get to talk to yeah. everybody that's listening. So let us know uh, if you're enjoying what we're doing and uh, we will talk to you later. See ya. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Bay Hope TV. Be sure to like, and share these videos with your friends as it really does help this channel out. And be sure to subscribe for more Bay Hope TV content. As always, thanks for watching.